Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Hampley III, pastor of Village Hills Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our Higher Together podcast. Village Hills Fellowship exists to reach the world for Christ through connection, compassion, community, and commission. And as we continue our series on pressing through the pandemic, this week's message is a continuation on The Hiding Place. The Hiding Place is a series within a series as I cover ways that you can find help in secret places. Last week, we spoke about the hiding place from a position or perspective of prayer. Today, it's a perspective of protection and provision. Good morning. My name is Hampley III, pastor of Village Hills Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our Sunday Community Connect. Village Hills Fellowship exists to reach the world for Christ through compassion, connection, community, and commission. And we're excited that you can join us today. Now, for today's message, it's continuing our series on pressing through the pandemic. And pressing through the pandemic is just a series of messages to inspire us and encourage us with faith hope and love. And I pray that if you've joined us for previous messages that you've been inspired through the messages God has shared with us. This week, I want to talk about the hiding place. And I talked about that last week from a position of prayer. And this week, I want to talk about it from a position of protection and provision. And that's one of the things I want to leave with you today. If if you watch this whole video, I'm not going to, I don't plan on being before you long, but there's one message that I want to leave with you with today is that trusting God provides protection and provision. Trusting God provides protection and provision. And I want to read from Proverbs 18, 10 to 11. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, a little bit of preaching, but I just want to be able, for, I want to, be able to convey the message that in this season, in all seasons of our life, to be honest, it's important for us to trust in God for our help, for our protection and for provision from him. Amen. So let me read in Proverbs 18 and 10 very briefly, 10 uh, 10 and 11. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city and as high as a, a wall, Uh, And as a high wall in his own conceit. When I initially read the scripture, I always read it just verse 10. And I've done that constantly. I read verse 10 and then I move on. But when I looked at this in context, I see there's a comparison and a contrast between two different stances of belief or of trust. So you have here, the righteous will run to the name of the Lord and they consider his name a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and they run to it for safety. But then you have the rich person, their wealth is a strong city and as high as a, as a high wall or as a high wall in their own conceit. And when you think about this, you think about a, a, a tower, a tower could be almost like a, a, the house on a, on a corner, maybe that big as far as the lot. Is concerned, but then when you think about a city, you think about your own city. Think of if that was your own city and it's, and it's wide and and as far as reaching, and you can just drive around and you own it all, and you feel like that I have all of this protection. I have these high walls that no one can get past, but that's in your own imagination and conceit. And the thing about riches and wealth is that we can never feel like we have enough. And when we think about this time in pandemic, some of us may have a little, some of us may have a lot, but how we go about wealth or trust or how we're going to get through the season of our lives is basically focused on who we're going to trust in. 
Are we going to trust in God or are we going to trust in riches during this time? And this is even in the face of times when we may be experiencing lack, in times that we may be experiencing situations where we have maybe just a couple of hundred dollars in the account or maybe even less or times when you have several thousand dollars in the account. And I remember times of both where I had plenty and I had lack. I remember days when you're at the, I'm at the store hoping that whatever I bought will clear, that I had enough money in the account for, for that process, that transaction to go through. And then when it goes through, you're like, whew, oh, thank you. You know, the process, you know, the transaction went through. I remember days when I had tens of thousands of dollars in the account. And then you have this, this sense of comfort and ease. That all of a sudden, just like reading in the scripture, that's why this scripture was convicting to me when I read it. Because at the beginning of the week, I wasn't thinking of the scripture in this manner. I was just looking at verse 10. And then I was going to speak a whole entirely different message than what I'm speaking to you today. But then when I looked at verse 11, it, it completely changed me. And then it convicted me to confront me because the word is living and active, right? So then it comes to me as well. And that's a message for all preachers that the message oftentimes is for us and then it's for other people. And so God's been dealing with me on this message because this message I wanted to speak on earlier in the week and things happened and it just wasn't kind of coming or there was other information that was forming throughout the week. And it's like, no, it's about where our trust lies. Because I remember that there was days when I felt like the wealth that I have or the things that God's given me gave me the sense of ease. And then I can relax because sometimes when we have a little, we're worried about what's going to happen next. We don't have any comfort and we're stressed and we're anxious about about the lack that we have, that something could happen that'll wind up bringing me to financial ruin. And I was like that for years when I was in the military, I was overseas in Japan. And I remember I just asked God, like, God, please don't let nothing happen to my family, to where I got to travel back to the United States because I didn't have any money. And there was times when I felt like I was one situation away from financial ruin. And I felt like that for years where I was always looking at the bank account as opposed to looking to the heels from which come my help to where not that I have the sense of conceit, but where I have a sense of trust in God that he'll provide. And during those years, God protected us. God kept us all those years in the years of lack. God protected us in the times of plenty. God was there. But in this time, it's about how we look at it and the perspective that we take toward money. Because if we're thinking that if I'm in a situation during this pandemic that I need money and God knows what you have need of. And we spoke about that um, the other week about that in prayer. He knows what we need. And like it, it talks about in, in Matthew, I'm going to go to Matthew 6 very briefly. He says in verse 25, therefore, um, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is life not more than meat and the body more than raiment? He says, behold, even the fowls of the air, they, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are ye not much better than they that we know that God feeds us? And we don't have to be worried and anxious because sometimes when we're worried and anxious, we want to make decisions to try to get, get what we need or want. And sometimes those aren't the paths that God wants us to be on. Those aren't the paths of righteousness to lead us in a place of right standing with God. That leads us away from being considered among the righteous. It leads us into sin and to darkness. But then as we, as we continue in the scriptures, 
He says, which of you uh, taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall you eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly fathers knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So he's saying that's what the Gentiles do. The non-believers, they're the ones that are worrying and concerned about all these things. But you don't have to do that. Because your father knows what you have need of. And he's a good father. He reigns on the just and on the unjust. But even beside that, he gives us a promise in his word. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's a conditional promise for us to seek the kingdom of God. And that's his ways and his rule, the way that he wants to establish for us to live and his righteousness, which is meaning to be in right standing with him. See, in the Great Commission, the one of the, 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 the keys of the Great Commission is to teach those as we as we teach all nations and make disciples of all nations and then baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and teaching them to observe everything he commanded. What he commanded are the rules for how we are to live in the kingdom. Just like being a citizen in your country or even in your city, there are laws that you that you would abide by that says, hey, if you're going to live in the state, here are the laws that apply to you. If you're going to live in this country, here are the laws that apply to you. If we are going to live within the kingdom of God, we enter in through our belief, through our repentance and our baptism. As we come into the family of God and we come into the kingdom, he says, this is my rule. And so Jesus as king, and he's establishing his rule. And that's what he's done through the gospels. He's established the, the ways in which we are to live. And so we are to seek his ways first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And being righteous before God and right standing is not all about what we're doing. We are covered by the blood of Jesus and it's through the blood of his son that allows us to be righteous. And in this situation, if you're sitting back and saying, you know, I've made a lot of bad decisions in this season or even um, even before this season, I've made some bad decisions that got me into the place that I'm in. All that we need to do is to repent. That's all we need to do. And in, in uh, 1 John 1 and 9, I'm going to read it real, real briefly. It says here, 1 John 1 and 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise. He's faithful and just. So if you want to think, how can I be righteous I'm righteous when I ask for forgiveness, because if you're cleansed from all unrighteousness, it says all unrighteousness. If I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness, that means I'm righteous. So then when your heart tries to condemn you and says, well, or Satan, look at these bad decisions you made. Look at all the bad things that you've done. You're a bad person. See, and, that, and it talks about that in um, in uh, 1 John 3 and 20. It says, for if our hearts condemn us, 
God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. That's why we read his word. That's why we look at his promises because his promise says, and this goes beyond what our emotions say or what people want to say about you because his word is living and active. It's true. God, the word of God is God. And so now we have an opportunity to say, no, that's not what the word says. So then we have to get to the place where we begin to speak truth when we have our armor on. We begin to allow the word to speak truth over us, because if I, if I forgive, if I ask for forgiveness, I'm forgiven and I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness. So now I, now the scripture we're talking about in Proverbs 18 and 10 applies to me and to you. Because now when I know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it safe. I repented of my sins. I've recognized what I've done. And I say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I want to trust in you because this scripture is about trust. It's about who we're going to place our trust in. Am I going to place my trust in money or am I going to place my trust in God? And he's and, and, and God talks about uh, Jesus talks about that. In verse in Matthew 5, 24, he says, no one can serve two masters for he either will hate the one and love the other or else hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God in manna. It's one or the other. But when we trust in God, we know that there's provision, there's promises for us. And so if we if we take care of God's business first, he's going to take care of our business. And I remember, I think I talked about the other week about a testimony, how God fixed my vehicle. He repaired the truck. I haven't had any problems out of the truck since. But when he repaired the truck, he repaired it early in the morning. Later on that night, he talked to me after we had left from Walmart. Then he said, you take care of my business. I'll take care of your business. That's what he told me. And so in this situation, we have to change our perspective and our priority to know that before I do any other thing, I need to seek first God before I do anything. I need to make sure I'm placing my trust. A lot of that comes down for us to tithe and to give unto God. Let me read uh, to you Proverbs three and then I'll go to five through seven and then maybe five through uh, nine. I'll kind of read around around there. But in verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding In all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So then in all my ways, that means I'm doing that first. I'm going to acknowledge him that Lord, you know, I may have, I've, I've asked for forgiveness. Help me Lord in this situation. I'm not sure what to do. I've trust you, Lord. I, I believe in you because that comes down to faith, right? Because in the Hebrews 11, 6, it says it's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him because if we come to him, we must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That I know that if I seek him, he's going to reward me, that I'm going to run to him. I'm going to find provision. I'm going to find safety. I'm going to find protection in him. So then when I go to him, he's going to show me the path. There are times that he may just provide for you. Just this past week, there was a check that came in the mail for over $600. And it came out out of the blue and I wasn't even expecting it. And it's something I said, okay, well, we have this check. First thing I do is I tithe. The very first thing that I do before I do anything is I tithe. Every bit of income that I receive, any benefit to me, I give it first because there's a principle that goes behind that. That's a part of seeking ye first the kingdom. Let me read to you real quick, a little bit further down in, in Proverbs 3. In uh, Proverbs 3, verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance 
and with the first fruit of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. It's a promise that God will take care of you because he knows what you have need of when you need it. He knows what you need. But what he's asking here and then the promise here is that when I seek him first, he's going to give to us all those things that we needed. That's a promise. That's a promise. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right standing, and all those things that all the Gentiles worry about, the things that he knows that you need will be added to you. So then there's a sense when you have that, that when you know that, you have a sense of comfort and peace. That there may be some lack, and I know there's some things that, that may be missing or there's some provision that I need, but I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep giving to him. And I know when I started tithing, when I first started tithing, this is well over 20 years ago, it was hard. And it was a shift in my perspective because I spent all my money. All my money was my money. But then as I was convicted and felt the need to tithe, then it was like, okay, it seems a little difficult, but I need to make some adjustments in how I relate to money. Because I need to understand that the priority couldn't be just me spending. The priority had to be me placing God first. It had to be me making sure that God was, I was giving God the first fruits. And I believe that as a promise, and we look at uh, as a promise, and in, in my perspective, what I have is that what I believe is that, yes, we are investing in heaven and there's an account for us to, to put treasures in heaven. But then I also believe as we begin to give, God will give back to us in an equal measure. Let's re read Luke real quick. Luke, and then I'll kind of close out from here. But Luke 6 and uh, 38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, shaken together and running over, uh, with, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you. And I just believe that. As we go out to do good unto others, as we begin to invest in kingdom business, as we begin to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, doing good unto others, loving him and loving others, going out to give out of our heart and doing things to show people that we are his disciples through love, not through manipulation, not through our having bad motives that I'm just doing this, God, because I just want to get something from you. No, I'm doing this because I'm a believer and because I trust in him, because I love him. I'm just doing it for that reason. And then I know and understand that God's going to take care of me. That's a whole different perspective. When I begin to live in a sense that I'm not just looking for God's benefits. I'm doing this because I'm his child. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. And there is a reward for me that's in heaven. That's waiting for me. Jesus is preparing a place for you and I. So I know that and I understand it. And as I go through this life, if I make mistakes, I repent. I become righteous because of the blood of Jesus. And then I can run to the name of the Lord to receive protection. I can receive provision. I can receive help in the time of need so that I don't have to depend on what's in my bank account. And many of us are. I've been there where I was looking at my bank account and what was in it was determining whether or not I was going to be stressed out or I was going to be in comfort or ease. But then something could come. Say if you had $50,000 in your account, something could happen to you that cost 60,000. Now you're 10,000 10, in the hole, just like that. So, but then in the sense that if those people that are rich, they feel like they never have enough. And they're always stressed about money and they can't get a good, good night's sleep because they're always worried about losing what they have instead of trusting in the one that can give to them very freely.
So I just want to take this moment today just to encourage all of us today to keep trusting in the Lord, to trust in him, to keep looking to him, to look to the hills from which comes our help. There are some tough seasons that all of us go through. There's times when we may be experiencing lack in one, one place of our lives, whether it's financial, whether it's in a relationship, whatever it may be. May we continue to keep trusting in God. Let the record show on our account that we've trusted him, that we run to the Lord and we know that we're safe when we do that. His name is a strong tower, a place of protection. It's this lifted up place. And now I'm not trusting in my own mind about how much money that I have. So we just pray today that God will bless you and that he'll keep you. If there's something uh, that we can do for you, if we can help in any way, send us a comment, send us your prayer request. We want to be able to connect with you throughout this week. We pray that the Lord will bless you and that he'll keep you. And let's close with a word of prayer before we end this message. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we thank you for this opportunity, Father, to just learn about your word today. Learn a little bit more about the hiding place, hiding in you, Lord God, to trust you, Lord, and to seek your way, Lord God, to know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it are safe, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that each person listening to this, Lord God, will choose to be righteous, Lord God. They'll choose you, Lord God. They'll come to believe in you through faith, Lord God. They'll repent of their sins, Lord God. They'll be baptized in your name, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, they'll seek your righteousness, oh God. Anytime that they fail, down, they fall down, oh God, they'll get back up. The righteous get fall seven times and gets up again and again, oh God. And we pray, oh God, that you'll cleanse them. You'll forgive them of all their sins, oh God. You'll cleanse them from all unrighteousness, oh God, that they'll stand before you, righteous Father, that they'll choose to honor you, Lord, with their first fruit, oh God. They'll choose to give to others. They'll choose to love, oh God. They'll choose to take care of your business first, oh God, so that you'll take care of theirs, oh God. You know what we have need of, Lord God. And we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, for being our provider, for being our protector, for being our deliverer, Lord God, for being our comforter, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for loving us, Lord God, and, and giving us the honor and opportunity of representing you on this earth, Lord God. May we show others, Lord God, through our good works, Lord God, through the fruit that we bear, that we belong to you, Lord God, through our love, Lord God, and through our giving, Father God. Let us be kind to others, Lord God, and, not, and, and, and receive, Lord God, your mercy and your grace, Lord God, that we all can, Father, that we all may live in the light, Lord God, as you are in the light. Father, we love you and we bless you for this time that you've given us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we thank you and we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Keep looking to the hills. Thank you for joining us for today's message. I pray you were encouraged to run to the name of the Lord to find protection and provision. In 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19, it says that we should charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they may be that they may do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up and store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. If you don't have an eternal relationship with God, I want to share how you can through his son, Jesus. We can share with you how to become a Christian or a disciple of Jesus through what we call BRB, is believing in Jesus, repenting of your sins, and being baptized in Jesus' name. 
So if you would like to know more about Jesus, becoming a Christian, or desire prayer, please contact us today by emailing us at love at thehills.church or go to our Facebook page, Village Hills Fellowship. We pray you've enjoyed this broadcast and will come back to listen to more of our messages or even connect with us throughout the week. Most of our connections occur virtually, so meet us on Facebook. If you would like to engage in God's Word daily and connect with other believers, join me in the YouVersion Bible app. Once you download the app, look me up, Hampley III. My first name is spelled H-A-M-P. I connect with other believers around the world through group devotionals. Well, that's it for this week. So until we connect again, Yolanda and I pray the Lord will bless you and keep you. May he smile on you and be gracious. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. And until the next time, keep looking to the hills. God bless.